what was, what's gonna be the intro for this? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I guess we just come in talking. I mean, hello everyone. Welcome to Ramen Talk, a uh, a conversation between members of RNC that you've heard before. Uh, you might not have heard, you know, in in the same tandem. So like, you could probably hear Meals and Mark. You could potentially hear, oh. you know, so <laughs> something else. You know, like, and you could probably hear uh, members that are part of the crew that you normally don't hear from at all and uh i think the idea for this show came about uh i think a year ago really when i was yeah friday nights psn we'd, uh i'd order up some ramen and we, i would just talk about real shit talk about real real shit <laughs> while we played uh 2k19 and sometimes you wouldn't even be playing the same game you play <laughs> different games so um, it, it's essentially just a, a, a potluck of any type of topics that we talk about uh, in our chat or on, on you know, any, any given time yeah. that we talk to each other. Uh, me and Cyrus have been supposed to, we were supposed to record this last month. Uh, um, I, I, I think there's more, uh, you know, since we've waited, there's more that could be added to the conversation now. But yeah, we were supposed to do this as soon as I finished uh, what's basically going to be the topic of final fantasy uh, 7 remake but then uh you were playing final fantasy 12 the zodiac age yeah. as i was doing my playthrough of remake and yeah. final fantasy 12 the zodiac age is by far like it, it's like my top three i love the game a lot so i waited for you to finish uh basically 100 percent the game yeah <laughs> in a yeah. few weeks so yeah uh, it was it took me what three weeks uh, just on and off playing the game uh, about 77 hours and i mean not just final fantasy 7 remake we're going to talk about quarantine gaming this, this oh. episode <laughs> i i think that more than anything these past three months i have recentered my core of playing the hell out of video games and that pretty much started with animal crossing in march continued on to final fantasy 7 remake final fantasy 12. um i started playing sleeping dogs again um i'm i just got uh, on sale, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, <laughs> which I I didn't know you bought. Yeah, but <laughs> I I was sleeping, but I woke up like in the middle of the night. A text two hours ago, you on? Or I'm gonna have to turn this Donkey Kong on. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I proceeded to turn the game on. Uh, and and we're just gonna kind of walk everybody through like what we've been playing, having a conversation about it. Of course, Final Fantasy will will begin and bookend this conversation because that's like the first big game that we uh that we played during this quarantine era and just talk about really what we're excited for and just gaming coming up in 2020 and 2021 i mean we are now six days away from the last of us part two super excited about it, it has a 96 score on metacritic uh but there are a lot of people who are going back and forth on it about certain topics about the game namely the, the violence in the game. No, I haven't I haven't spoiled anything for myself, but uh, that seems to be the big thing. That that was told to me yesterday. With the violence uh, part? Yeah. And I was just like, why would you really why would you say that publicly? That's so weird. <laughs> like that that's uh like I, I think like it, it's not really uh spoiler territory, but one of the devs uh, in an interview said that he like quote unquote he made staffers or you know uh people in staff would watch like isis beheading videos as inspiration for uh a lot of the violence that is in the game and i was just like yo relax <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm googling that yeah. I'm, I'm googling that uh, i'm not sure if they put the link in uh in the, uh, in the group chat but yeah there are just like you know say, saying that you study torture videos uh that's weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't see that. I don't see that. Uh, so that might. That might be cat. I don't. That, that just seems a little bit. Because you, you know, like, did, did you did you read the uh, story about the people who made the fatalities for Mortal Kombat 11 and how they had like oh. PTSD from it? Mm-hmm. And I, I thought that that was just the conversation of, um, you know, the conversation violence. about violence in video games. Like, as these graphics get better. Violence is going to get more, you know, prolonged yeah. and, and realistic. And I think like Mortal Kombat 11 to a point where I, I think the violence is just like, I watch tournament videos of it. And you know, they do like those x-ray combos. 
And it's like, mm-hmm. realistically, you should be dead. Like, okay, if you get a spinning pile driver by, Z- <laughs> by Zangief, you're dead, right? That cool. Yeah. But it's, it's so cartoony that you're not seeing their neck break. You know, like, it's, it's like in Mortal Kombat 11, you're seeing people get stabbed, like, their skin yeah, ripped uh, off. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's getting really bad, and then we're, we're seeing kind of just like uh, the conversation about violence in video games really coming back, and I think that's really interesting. Uh, but then it, uh, when they were telling me about like this thing that they didn't link me, so <laughs> you don't get. I a don't shout see out it. Yet. Yeah, you don't get a shout out at the end of the episode anymore. But uh, the, it, it reminded me of the GTA Five torture scene. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah, that was a big, big deal. And, you know, I, I'm not like, you know, no video game violence. Like, that really bothers me. But, like, like that, like that whole segment just felt really unnecessary. And, you know, we, are, we have our own takes on Trevor, uh, Trevor's role in GTA V. But, like, I, I just, like, I just thought that was so weird. <laughs> yeah, it, it, and... I mean, regardless of the of the quotes, I haven't I've seen the stories um, in the the videos and trailers for Last of Us Two. I know that violence is a big part of it. I can't. Maybe we'll do a follow up episode on this, but I, I can't properly give my opinion on it yet. I am excited. Um, I don't know about you, Cyrus. I don't know if you ever beat the first one, but the first one was one of my one of my favorite games. Uh, I really enjoyed Last of Us Part One. I'm really bummed I didn't get a chance to replay it uh, before. The new one came out. I just know I'm not gonna have time to, to finish that. It's like a twenty-something hour game, or and this one yeah. seems to be longer. I, I've seen people say it took them about thirty hours. So it's two discs. <laughs> in the, in this modern era, that's kind of crazy. Exactly. Um, I don't. I don't know if uh, if I'll cop day one. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, but you yeah, have so we, much to play. I don't blame you. I'm not gonna. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not going to uh, scold <laughs> you like I usually do <laughs> if you don't have time to get a game. Uh, you're you're fine. You got a lot on your plate. Um, and then bringing it back to Final Fantasy, that that's what I'll be playing while everybody's like really playing Last of Us. Um, I think I copped every Final Fantasy available on uh, PS4. Um, everything but nine, but I'll buy that later. Um. And then I have to find I have to find a way to get my hands on thirteen, but like I do want to hold out and hope that like uh, there's like a re-release or just like a remaster. Uh, I'm going to tweet it right now. I'm going to tweet it right now. Remaster. <laughs> and then it's going to happen. Yep. I just got to start the. I just got to start the, uh, the conversation. Yeah, the conversation. Does Final uh, Fantasy have a Twitter tag? They they have multiple like tags because there's like yeah. a oh, seven remake as one. Yeah, and all that. But yeah, uh, I'll be playing a lot of the Final Fantasies, uh, and I, I would say like my interest of the whole thing kind of just came from like, uh, well, yeah, playing twelve, but like uh, music. Uh, I enjoy the Final Fantasy soundtrack a lot to the point where I was just, uh, once they got all put on streaming services, you know, I had to do the Ultima Music playlist that you can, uh, you know, listen to on Spotify, Apple Music, not Tidal, because I guess Jay-Z doesn't like <laughs> Final Fantasy. Uh, yeah, he's like, that ain't, that's y'all world. <laughs> I, I was really, I was really weirded out. And I think I was always pushing you to play these games because I was like, you had kind of like, when you sent me the playlist at first, I was like, you're missing this, you're missing this, you're missing this. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, Cyrus, how are you even going to know what, how important these songs are? I think I think a large part of Final Fantasy games, and I think you probably see it now playing them, is like the songs make you remember certain parts. And I think yeah. if, you listen to them, if you listen to them outside of the context, they're still great songs. But when you listen to them again after you play the game, you're like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, I see why he wanted me to put that in there. Like uh, that 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 happened uh, that happened a lot um, when I like went back to playing Final Fantasy uh, six. But I think the only two Final Fantasy soundtracks that I was like really familiar with, or or you know like uh, Final Fantasy games I've beaten at the time was two, and I didn't want to put uh, a lot of the uh, the old beat boop music because <laughs> yeah, no. firstly I don't really like listening to it. But uh, so you're Final- rather you're rather young. So you started. And it's kind of funny that you say that because not a lot of people, when they play Final Fantasy, do they start at two, much less one, they start mm-hmm. at seven. And 
when I was young, you know, 97, what was I, like 10? Um, no, yeah, I was 10. 97, I was, I started with seven. You know, that, that was, I got mm-hmm. Final Fantasy seven and Gran Turismo and Crash Bandicoot 2 on Christmas. Those are the three games I got. Jesus. It was, it was, <laughs> That's a lineup. <laughs> yeah, it, it was literally, it was one of the best Christmases probably ever, one of them. Um, and I remember, I remember, you know, ripping the packaging open and thinking that it was gonna look like the commercial. So when I actually saw what it looked like, I was like, what the hell? But it was still, <laughs> there was something about it that drew me to it. And, you know, when we'll talk about this as we go along, like people love to say that, you know, and, and it's true, Final Fantasy VII set the bar and it set the popularity for JRPGs. They were popular, but they weren't mainstream <laughs> until this game. And so it's it's I, I thought it was interesting from your perspective. You're post FF seven, you know, like you, you, I, how do you, how do you get into these games? Like I, I came in like when all the like seven compilations were done, but it really just came from like really my like the first first like I ever played, but you know I didn't like complete was Dissidia. They came out on the PSP, and then. Uh, I, I got Dissidia NT for the PS uh, the PS4, and I just see this colorful cast of people, and uh, the character that I enjoy playing in uh, Dissidia was Farron, uh, and I was just like, you know, maybe if I like play the game, you know, you know these wind quotes or why he's like dripped out in all these weapons, you know, uh, like maybe if I like go play the game I'll understand and basically I just I just started Final Fantasy with people I like to play in the city so I started with uh, yeah. Final Fantasy uh, 2 and 6 <laughs> <laughs> so so, and again nothing wrong with 6 I'm sidelining you for 2 um, <laughs> and these are games that I had to go back and play later through emulator because at the time of course we don't have we didn't have remasters we yeah. didn't have re-releases uh, I, I played uh, I played Final Fantasy 6 Advance which is like the G- GBA version with yeah. uh, quality of life stuff yeah. I don't own a SNES <laughs> or a Game Boy Advance in 2020 so y'all gonna have to let me slide <laughs> it, it, I mean it's fine I mean the, the, I, I, I played and beat Final Fantasy 6 again on the SNES Classic mm-hmm. um, I beat it in about 50 something hours at that point and, and I, I was like wow that, that was really good and, and that was the most recent and I think what was that three years ago that I came out two years ago that I came out the SMS mm-hmm. classic. So like it, again, when I played Final Fantasy VI the first time, it was in the place it was on the Final Fantasy collection on PS One. They came with Chrono Trigger. They came with, 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 the, with the FMVs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and and again like cool. Like I kind of not gonna lie, I missed them and and mm-hmm. the SNES version and the SNES classic. But again, like these are games that you know you you kind of had the whole palette where we had to wait. So like every yeah. you know just just for comparison like Final Fantasy VIII came out the same day Dreamcast came out that was an event and then Final Fantasy X came out two thousand one next to Metal Gear Solid two and stuff like that like they were popular games because they reflected the event nature of games at the time now our mm-hmm. big events are like and that's why like and I, and I think you kind of see it now that's why when a Final Fantasy fifteen comes out everything stops because that's it's the last. I'd say it's the last series that gets that type of event, you know, yeah. uh, listing. Final Fantasy VII Remake had huge billboards in LA, huge billboards. And I, and I was telling my girlfriend, like, this is the, this is the, one of the most popular games of all time. Like, people are going, like, like people are going to see that yeah. and say, okay, I need to go get a PS4 and play that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is, that is why it is so important. And I think that it's really, really cool that you kind of seeing, the, seeing it from a younger point of view, even though they're older games. They don't they they don't age very awfully, right? No, they they age like like I guess like story wise, some of them would be like, oh, it's whatever, you know. They definitely get like more complex with the stories in uh, Final Fantasy. Like I, I think like five, I believe, is when the story will get really like weird and complex. But uh, just gameplay wise, these age beautifully, man. Yeah. Right. Um. I know you're si- like I know you're gonna side me for Final Fantasy two talk, but um, you know I was, I was like listening to a video about it and they were just like, your skills get better based off the more you do, and I was just like, oh, like Skyrim, 
Right. But then, you know, you read criticisms or whatever, and they hate that part of Final Fantasy too. But I was just like, nah, you can break is- the game because I mean, you can break the game that way. And yeah, I, I think that's an interesting thing, and that I haven't quite found with, with the remake yet. That or that at least anyone has, has tried, especially speedrunners, you can't break the game yet. Every Final <laughs> Fantasy has, yeah. a, has a point where you can break the game, and you know, most recently I did that. Twelve. Um, when I go back and play eight, you'll do it. Seven, you can do. You can break the game fairly early just mm-hmm. by spamming uh, random battles and, and to get everyone's limit breaks. Because you, you know, limit breaks in, in the original version was based upon how many enemies you kill. So you can literally you can scum all the limit breaks and have like the level two, level three limit breaks before the end of just one, and that's how you get Aerith's limit break before uh, something happens later on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, uh... I, I haven't played uh, the original Final Fantasy VII, so like anything past Midgar, I don't know, and I'm really excited to go back and play Seven. But uh, yeah, man, uh, they I, I think a lot of these games they age nicely, especially like when you buy like the GBA version where they add quality of life. Like um, <clears throat> if you played like Final Fantasy II on like this whatever the hell it came out on at the time uh you get the gba version and then you basically get uh you you get dlc you you get the uh the souls of rebirth which you play from the point of view of everybody that died after they died in the main story and i thought that was really interesting stuff but uh then just going to final fantasy uh six uh where now you like you get the real-time uh action bar yeah action power battle yeah, uh, the action time battle, and then uh, you have the special attacks, like how uh, how Edgar has like drill uh, tools and stuff yeah. like that, and Gogo just has mimic or whatever and sketch and stuff like that. And I thought that was really interesting, uh, just with the monk moves and uh, Bushido mainly. And, but, like, uh, and these tropes come back. Yeah, every every game. I, th- I think the only time they well, no, they they definitely come back in. Seven, because I was about to say Seven doesn't have a Dragoon type, and Sid is the Dragoon type, uh, and, and he has all he has jump, and like, literally has jump in one of his limit breaks. But um, I mean, I guess we should get into Final Fantasy Seven Remake. I, I think this is yeah. this is a game that's been talked about a lot. We're a little, we're about two months behind on the conversation here, so we won't stick on it too much before we start yeah. jumping around. But um, again, my final thoughts on it two months later. Um, I haven't beaten it again yet. I will. These are games that I kind of just go back to later on. But it's definitely one of my favorite games of the, of the generation. Um, and I think, yes, nostalgia does carry that a long way. But I think the fact that these the Square put this game together essentially in like two years after they restarted the development mm-hmm. is, is commendable with what they did with the battle system, as imperfect as it might be. It's a Squaresoft game in the post-2010s. Like, these games are imperfectly... If they're in perfect messes. And I think that it's the, you know, Final Fantasy 15, no matter where you lay on it, it's a, it's very imperfect. It does have a lot of problems, but there is, there's a, there's something endearing there. Final Fantasy 7, from the moment you turn it on, is not only, it's not only created to grab onto your senses of nostalgia, but also to grab onto to your sense of wonder and, and, and just everything with it, like the voice acting, the world building, like, I'm, I'm having a very hard time seeing how they top this in the second one because Midgar is such a... It's, it's like its own character. I I feel like... Ju- just to answer, like, uh, how they're probably going to try to top this with, uh, in 7, I think the environment uh, is definitely, like, just, like, to shift from, you know, finally living Midgar to, like, you know, the big, uh, you know the plains, the fields and stuff, I feel like that's going to carry, like, a big, big, like, uh, a, like, a big part of the game. Like, just yeah. the new scenery. Like, it, it's going to be very interesting. And then, uh, in the conversation of uh, nostalgia, I never played Final Fantasy VII in my yeah, life. You, you have so, And, and yeah. I think that, that's cool to come at, it, it's cool to kind of come at differing viewpoints that way. Like, there were a lot of times I had to tell you, just wait, like this is only a chunk of the game. What they're doing now with the characters like Barrett, Tifa, and, and Aerith, 
Um, Night, thank you for changing her name. Finally, swear to Eric. That, that's one of the biggest. <laughs> the debate. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think, and I told you this before, and you'll see it um, when you play, and you're going to notice immediately what they what's better and, and what you know what is a little bit different, and, and what you mm-hmm. you know you'll be able to determine what's what's what you think is better there. But they, you know, Final Fantasy VII isn't a very good game localization wise. Like there is a lot of mis- mistranslations. There are a lot of story things that aren't clear, especially in, in pertain, as it pertains to where Sephiroth is. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's not explicitly explained in the OG version that Sephiroth is, you don't see him at all until the, the final part of the game. Those are all visages of him. They're all, they're all hallucinations. So, like, they don't explain that at all. They make it, they, they make it, I think the localization people thought that it was actually him, and it wasn't. And I, I think that, again, they've improved upon that by showing you, okay, this is, you know, what's going on here. This is the differences, and and they started off immediately because you would think, for someone who hasn't played the game, you think this is this is normal. But for me, it was like, okay, they're just expanding this. But no, you know, it is spoiler alert, and this is spoilers from here on out. <laughs> if you haven't beaten <laughs> okay. the game, spoilers from here on out. Uh, just turn it off if you haven't beaten the game. You find out that it is a completely different game altogether. Remake is literally remake. Yeah. Um, when I was hearing the conversation about Final Fantasy VII Remake and then, you know, just how they go with, you know, how they swerve from the story and I know that upset a lot, uh, upset a lot of people, a lot of like purists and stuff like that where, you know, it's not the full game, it's not the story B from B, why are these sections so much longer than the original and it was just like, oh, you just mu- you must have just said read final fantasy 7 and then like didn't read the rest of what you were buying yeah um but now i just think like a lot of different interesting viewpoints are coming in now where it's just like remake isn't a replacement for the original right and i think that's so interesting and then uh i'll probably link the video below uh these two videos uh that i guess i guess that uh, we've all been watching it (laughs) yeah like people should really uh see about this uh conversation and then it was just like final fantasy 7 dog is its own standalone game right yes and then remake is final fantasy like the final fantasy 7 story but with all the compilations you know considered and applied basically where uh at the end of the seth ross fight you basically see the uh the the, uh, the advent children from the advent children movie and stuff like that like you get a lot of references uh to stuff like that even uh i was watching a video and it said there's like uh easter eggs to Dage of cerberus in there and then yeah the Dage of cerberus stuff is very uh it's when you go down into that area under uh, mm-hmm. seven that's that's like the lab essentially from dirty service yeah and it was just like obviously the og wasn't thinking about these spin-offs and these other compilations movies and stuff like that when they're considering it so it's just like why not bring all these like all the lore that's been created for final fantasy from you know after its release till now and then basically remake like, like you you have like a whole bunch of you have so much more stuff here and if you're the ultimate final fantasy 7 fan like you know you watch all the movies you read all the ultramanias and all that like your mind is being blown probably at every corner you turn <laughs> yeah exactly it, it, it again like i can't count the amount of times i teared up i can't count the amount of times that i i, I think me and uh maximilian the streamer um, we pretty much like lost it at the same points, and it was very small, subtle points, like stepping off the train for the first time mm-hmm. uh, in, in, into the first area in Midgar, uh, Midgar, and and stuff like that. Like these are things that, again, like this game came out twenty years ago. I was I was a child, and you know, <laughs> I was one. <laughs> I, exactly, I was t- I was ten. You know, like essentially, like these are the like Final Fantasy Seven is such a poignant game for my my childhood and there are a lot of like themes in the og of identity and, and being yourself and finding who you are and stuff like that that like it might sound silly but it, it does go you know it does connect to where you are in your adolescence and and that's why cloud acts like an adolescent child because he's never really grown from you know his teenage years and 
I don't want to spoil the OG too much for you because, of course, it's going to give you a lot more in context of what I'm talking about. But yeah, just keeping it to remake, I just think that again they they blown these characters out, and and I, I made a point to say like I, we talked about Barrett a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, yo, the Barrett in this game, you're going to look at Barrett in the original game, you're going to like him, you're going to think he's cool, but you're going to look at the Barrett in this game and say, okay, this is this is how he should have been, and. I think what Square did is even when remaking it, they made it so that, you know, they made the distinction. It is two different games. But I think that, again, they also corrected a lot of things that they wanted to correct for such a long time in this. Mm -hmm. And then uh, ju just like that alone makes me appreciate this game a lot. And I bought, I'm one of the unfortunate souls that bought a PlayStation Classic. Um, so I can play Final Fantasy VII. Boy, was that a mistake. Um, <laughs> but... The far, the farthest I got in the original before I just said, "Yeah, let me put away this ter uh, this terrible purchase away," um, <laughs> was uh, stepping on the train. And you know, I finished the open bombing uh, bombing missions, and I made it to the seventh heaven. And that <laughs> that that moment is like it's blown to scale in remake. Yeah. Like you real like. I don't know. It didn't really affect me as much when I was doing like it kind of just felt like I was just doing a mission, you know, just playing a video game, basically. But then when you play this part in the remake, you like you feel a lot more mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I, 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 like I guess that's like the simplest way to put it. Like you feel a lot more. You see a lot more. And people were like, I guess people like saw us padding or didn't really enjoy that. And I was just like, do, do you not? have emotions <laughs> do you not feel the weight of this scene like this super iconic part where like even to the point where uh it does you know the the uh the shot when you first step on the train where it's you know it's like looking up at shinra from yeah. Kyle's point of view or whatever and then they do it again but then it's blown up and then you know you're seeing all the people around and that like you know you're seeing your mess. Yeah. Very yeah. early. <laughs> and 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 again, another thing that I liked is the uh again, you see the Shinra thing when he steps on the train in the beginning or in the heist, and then you see it again when it's a title screen. And I, and then it's like they, they like Nomura knows what the fuck to do. And I and I and I all and I told you this, like, people hate Nomura, give that man his flowers. Cause he knows how to get you, bro. He knows yeah. how to he knows how to make you cry. He knows how to make you like pump your fist. There are so many moments of that in this game. Like it feels like a, like a blockbuster movie, you know. And, and like we don't get we're not getting that this summer for obvious reasons. And I think Final Fantasy VII remake is the closest thing to a blockbuster blockbuster movie. One thing that I think puts Final Fantasy VII Remake above a lot of different Final Fantasies to, you know, in my opinion, being like at least one of the, at least the best battle system they've ever done is the battle system in Remake. Like, they've taken everything from Final Fantasy XII, XIII, Kingdom Hearts, <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> and put it all in one game. And, and I think that a lot of people, they shit on it a lot because they're like, oh, all you're going to be doing is mashing square or x or whatever for, for the whole thing and i was like 
There's uh, no way they can be that that deep. Like, it's way deeper than that. Yeah, like, uh, like obviously, it's show sixty. <laughs> Play yeah. it how you like. Uh, it's it's uh, like making the most of that experience, and it's just like if you're just gonna mask wear, you know, never do character switching or you know switching stances with Cloud and stuff like that. You're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah, it, it is. It is a fast and fluid system, um, and these we're just talking about the pros here. It is a fast and yeah. fluid, fluid battle system that every character plays differently. Aerith, and I was so shocked when I when we finally pick up Aerith, and I was like, how are they going to do the, the the staff? And it yeah. makes so sense yeah. that she would be a ranged character, right? It's so good, like. When you told me about Tifa, you're just like Tifa's a second character, so I was like really excited <laughs> to like playing her eventually. Um, but I end up really liking Aerith out of everyone. Aerith is such a cool character. Um, I don't know if this has been talked about at length already on other podcasts. I just think I, I just want to have a whole system because me and Cyrus are like fighting game players. We love playing them mm-hmm. and we love battle systems. So like that is what we love to do in these games and. I think like you know like 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 you said or like I said really Tifa is a Tekken character. She has mm-hmm. wave dashes. She has staggers. She she I mean there's a stagger system. She has you know all types of moves that do a- AOE damage. But she also has combos and she can build her combos mm-hmm. up to bubbles. Um, Cloud is the big character. Who stands? I thought was a really cool thing to add to him that not make him uh, so boring. Punishes. Yeah. Okay, I, I think I, I, I think uh, giving him just like a stance, like a second stance in general, would like serves like two different purposes. Like uh, when you do, uh, I forgot. Uh, it's like punish mode, and I forgot the uh, operator mode. Operator, yeah, operator. Yeah, like one mode makes you super slow, but it makes you very fast, and I get uh, you get like an auto, uh, you get like one parry, like one free yeah. parry. Um, Love that mode. It looks nice, and you know, basically DMC's style switching between the two modes is also really cool. Uh, but then you also you get the, uh, the commands. Yeah, uh, and, and commands are again opens up the, the system to to so many different things because they can be defensive. Like in mm-hmm. Barrett's case, he has more defensive commands, and. Just to, to I, and I want to connect this to the OG because I know you're about to start playing it. Like, yeah. Barrett didn't have all of this. Like, these characters yeah. were literally one trick ponies. And when you want to talk about Aerith, let's go back to her. Like, in the old game, I was fully expecting her to be using the staff like a, a martial artist. She does the staff for melee in the original game. She literally twists it twice, jumps up, and hits them with the pole arm. Mm. And, it, and you're going to oh. notice, you're, you're going to be like, oh. <laughs> oh. She actually that is, is that is very yeah. So let's just say you won't be using her to, you won't be using that in the OG version. You'll be using her primarily for magic. So like there was yeah. no there was no reason to use Aerith as an attacker in the original game. Her attack stats weren't good enough. Her attacks weren't based on her magic level, her magic attack level either, like they are in this game. And big big uh, <laughs> big shifts. Yeah, yeah that, and, that is like very big brain. <laughs> so you get her about what two hours in, at least three hours in to, to remake. You get you finally get to control Aerith, and her regular attack she she throws magic, but she also has a, a triangle ability that everyone else does. Tifa has the the ability to after you do a focused energy attack, she can her triangle lets good that energy go. Uh, Barrett, what's Barrett? Over Barrett has overdrive where he shoots a bunch of like a, a charge shot at you. Uh, and then cloud. he uh, reloads it. Uh, yeah, and then he reloads it. Desperately need it, which you you could just uh, just do damage. <laughs> yeah, Aerith has the Tempest ability, where if you hold down the triangle button, you she'll throw a, a group of magic at the enemy and keep them in place, and it will track them and keep them in place for you to open it up to do more stuff. And it oh, up. it traps them. Oh, yeah, it, it, it's continuous damage. And it raises up her ATV. I believe it raises up her ATV uh, more. But if let's say you have an elemental material on her, that's going to fuck someone up if oh, she has that plus that one. Oh, my God. Yeah. I didn't know that. So she's got a lot of cool shit. Like, I, I think her fucking her commands are really dope. Uh, I, I really love the Ray of Judgment. 
That's one of my favorite looking attacks in the game. No, my favorite one is uh, I think it's called the Arc uh, the Arcane Ward. Yeah, I magic twice. Love that one so much. It's like the game of like, all right, where are you gonna place it down and like you know plant yourself there. Do your like do your two damage move keep like just keep it moving and all that. Uh, yeah, man, uh, that that's definitely my favorite. Uh, it, it it makes me more strategic when I put uh, Aerith rather yeah. than playing Cloud, and I'm just like you know do the slashes, man. <laughs> well, well, I mean, I I still think Cloud's a great setup, and, and I think mm-hmm. like Hell House on hard mode, which is that is the jump off point for a lot of people. <laughs> this boss like. <laughs> The greatest boss fight. I <laughs> Sethroth, when you do him in the end, no. Hellhouse. Hellhouse <laughs> is where it's such a sharp and again, if if I didn't love it so much to that point, even on normal mode, it is a definite difficulty spike when you get to Hellhouse, because that is when you finally have to learn about typing and weaknesses. And that is a battle that is specifically for you to use Eris and figure out why and how she's useful. Now, the battles before you, you fight like a Colosseum before that, right? So, yeah. So, like the Colosseum, and you're sort of like, okay, I can, I can brute force it. Like, yeah, you, you can brute force it with Cloud and Triple Slash, which is, I think that is the move that a lot of speedrunners are saying is like the most broken move in the game. And I agree. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm seeing Disorder being used a lot. And yeah. I was just like, How'd that work? <laughs> yeah, that's Cloud's disorder, right? Yeah, uh, that, that uh, that's the move that you uh, get with the bat. Yeah, you switch uh, stances with it. Mm-hmm. But, I yeah. was just like, disorder. I was just like, oh, Cloud people actually use this. Cloud <laughs> is normal, and, and I like Cloud. His, his his just the overall way he plays. But I think where he excels <clears throat> is that he has better commands and abilities than the other characters. Mm-hmm. But um, <clears throat> with Eris. And I think, I think, I don't know if you played it this way. I played Aerith as my hybrid white black mage. And I played Barret primarily <clears throat> as my ranged healer. Uh, because he had more HP than everyone. He was sort of my time mage, pseudo. Like, okay. uh, him and Tifa both had haste, just okay. in case. Or, uh,. Both of them had haste and slow, just in case uh, anything like happens on the field. And like Tifa with haste, like <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> Tifa's broken. Let's just be clear. Yeah. If you want to kill like regular minions, she's she's the one for you. Did you know the the stop uh, the stop trick when you stagger an enemy? Did I tell you that? Yeah, you told me that. And then when I uh, that's why that's why I gave her uh, slow mainly, just, yeah. just so I can like you know. Do some attacks, get the HVD, char- uh, a, uh, get the bar up, charge, do another combo, charge, do rise and fall, do the one, two, threes again, and then, you know, just hit, keep, just hit, keep hitting triangle. <laughs> <laughs> and and, uh, and that's, that's the beauty of Seven's remake, uh, Seven Remake's battle system is that with 12, yeah, you can make anyone what you know what you want them to be, but they mm-hmm. largely sir, they largely have the same functions. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like, you can make Vaughn a a white mage, and he can use the pole arms and, and the staffs, and he'll play just like Ash will play. And in mm-hmm. 13, you're pretty much locked into yeah. a type. It's just that you have different commands for that. Five, 15 is kind of weird in that like Noctis is the guy that can do everything. And then the other guys are just support characters, but they do. Mm-hmm. But, they, but Seven Remake takes the idea that they're all their own character and times tens it all the way. So like, yeah, <laughs> I, I love the idea that these characters can be played any type of way that you want. They do excel in certain things. Like if you wanted to make Aerith an attacker, it's gonna take you. She has a staff for that. <laughs> you know, she has a weapon for that. She's just better suited to be either a white mage or a hard, hard. Black mage, like, or or you can be. I tried to do hybrid. I think I think that works too. Tifa not so good at magic. Very good at staggering. Very good at luck. And she's she's very good at crits. She's not. Uh, you know, she's not really uh, great for magic. But when you get the uh, when you get the when you get the uh, the weapon, basically, uh, 
that just has like a fuck ton of materia f- that normally a mage would have. I was just like, hey man, that might be uh, <laughs> that might be really <laughs> useful. Yeah, maybe, maybe attack power ain't everything. <laughs> and, and and again, like I, I just really like the the differences of play that you can have. And then I think, and I said this to you, like I think normal mode for remake is just get the story out the way and learn mm-hmm. how to play. Hard mode is literally the way that they want you to play. No items, depending on material. And, and I, was, I, I, you know, at first I scoffed at it, but I was having a blast playing hard yeah. mode before I uh, I went to, what came out? I went to 12 directly from, from mm-hmm. Um, I, I love the story a lot. And then, you know, it, it's just like to get through the story. So whenever something was challenging to me, I was like, okay, now I'm really in. (laughs) So, you know, when I'm, uh, I think like the the first boss that I had trouble with uh, in normal was uh, Airbuster. Yeah, Airbuster, he's a a bastard. But again, that's the battle that teaches you how to switch. mm -hmm. And then like that battle, it was just like, okay, switch a lot and then i you know i kind of i kind of got it so i didn't like die or anything but you know it, it's basically the 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 picture where the dude just starts leaning yeah <laughs> like, but i really had that moment at hell house where hell house was kicking my ass just really beating me and then i beat him and i was just like no i have to run that back <laughs> i don't feel like i won and I just really like when the boss fights in this game get really challenging, and that's why I love hard mode a lot. Yeah, and hard mode changes Hellhouse significantly. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to it, but like I'm ready to have that moment again with Hellhouse. It's just like, you know, here we go again. How do you feel about three Tonberries that get popped out randomly? What? Uh, yeah, three Tonberries that get popped out during Hellhouse that you have to kill, or else they're going to continue to kill Air in the Cloud. How about, uh, I, I, that's all I'll say, that's all I'll say. Huh? There's a lot of different things. <laughs> I'll just say there are a lot of things that are different in Hell House and Hard Mode. Um, oh. it, took me, it took me about an hour and 30 minutes to beat him, just off resets, alone. There are some hey, parts man. of Hard Mode that, there are some parts of Hard Mode that I'm not looking forward to. To be clear, I am not looking forward uh, to Air Buster. Like the I, final, I, like the final boss? <laughs> yes, or, or the, the, um, what are the three uh, apparitions that you fight at the end? Reno. Uh, oh, Reno Reno's easy. I, I, fought, I fought Aerith. The first Reno fight with, with, with uh, Aerith. All you have to do is keep countering him. Okay. When I was just like, oh, man. Keep uh, punishing mode on. He's the same as, uh, Ro- what's the guy named? Roche? Uh, uh, Roche. Roche, I think. He's the same oh, way. Man, I wish they did more with him, man. He was really cool. I hope he comes back. He's coming back. Okay, sick. <laughs> But uh, yeah, man, whenever combat was challenging, uh, I really love it. Um, now hearing about Hell House, I'm not, I'm not too excited about that anymore. <laughs> uh, I'm about to walk into that Coliseum, and then uh, Squares is going to be like, we got one. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, let's, I mean, overall thoughts on Final Fantasy VII Remake. I wanted to get to some other games so we can... Mm-hmm. We can wrap this up with a bow because I know I, I know that people have probably heard so much about Seven Remake. I just yeah. wanted to talk about just some like things that we talked about a lot with the game, namely being the battle system. Um, I think I, I, I give it a ten out of ten. I'm sorry, I, I love it. I, I I understand the complaints. Some of them are valid. Some of them are a little bit less so. Um, but I think just as a package, they really went crazy on this. Like I I, I love every single, and we haven't even scratched the surface of everything you can do. Yeah, in the game. we haven't even touched the summons. You know, like we haven't even touched on everything. Oh, like, like it's, a, it's so great. Some summons are fantastic, and then the summon battles, uh, similar to Dissidia with the three v threes, just like really good stuff. Um, just, just something that I just wanted to mention a little bit before uh, I guess I give my rating is I really like Barrett's melee uh, oh, moveset. Man. Yeah, just it, just it, kiss it, on that. <laughs> and again, in the OG version, you're gonna get the metal ball, and you'll see he does have a, a different animation for that. But yeah. again, he serves the same. He, it, it actually takes away a function from him in the OG version to a point where it's like, why would you ever use this? Does he and is he is he unable to shoot? He's unable to shoot, but he can still use 
um, he can still the, use the commands, right? Yeah, the, he, can, okay, he uses okay. limit breaks. His limit breaks. He doesn't have abilities. He just has limit breaks. So it's oh, like, oh yeah. So when you play Seven Remake or Seven OG, you'll be like, these all these characters offer the same function. The only thing that is different is the material loadouts and the and their limit breaks and their stats. And that's in, in OG. That's what separates everyone. So you'll see that the people in that game that have the top stats in the game, Red Thirteen. I'm not even gonna count Cloud. You already know you can't not have yeah. him. Uh, Red Thirteen. <laughs> Yuffie, Sid. Those are like the top three in the game. Oh, I can't wait to see how they're going to be implemented into uh, the next parts. But uh, I guess my rating would have to be like a like like it, it like first impression. I said I guess I'll say it's like a nine point nine. Like I just have like little nitpicks that just like bother me or just like uh, you know. But now, like, just knowing more and more and watching a lot of videos or just hearing a lot of discussions about it, like, it's really hard for me not to put in, like, top, you know, top three games I've ever played or, you know, just give it an outright 10 out of 10, you know? Wait till you play, wait till you play, uh, wait until you play OG. And I think okay. having having that on your palette, too, You'll not only love both, like, you'll look at both games. And I think there are things... I, I can't judge Remake over OG as a complete package yet because it's not done. But yeah. I think that there are, if they can continue with this and improve it, like, make Arrow work. <laughs> <laughs> make, make Magic Spells work. Give us actual air combos. And shit like that, then it, it'll definitely... It'll, 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 break, it'll, it'll definitely break into my top three on Fantasies, uh, honestly. Yeah, like... There's no, there's nothing I really hate about the game. Like, uh, I I I think like the only gripe that like, well like all my gripes are like nitpicks or things that would like only really specifically like bother me because I'm weird. But <laughs> but nah, man, this game is a complete total package. And like, yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> irony saying it's a uh, <laughs> it's not a total, total package. package. But, Hopefully, uh, we see something from this. Uh, I I know. During the PlayStation 5 conference, it was rumored that 16 was supposed to be shown off, and it was taken out at the last minute. So um, we now, I guess, a lot, and this is from, a, I guess, a reputable uh, source within Reset Era. There are a couple there, don't, don't mind, I, I do lurk there, but uh, 16 was supposed to be shown off, so we do know that that is coming, and I hope not, it, it won't take 10 years, like 15 did, to come out. Um, what else have we been playing? Just just really quick, I, I, I did blow through Final Fantasy 12 and, and record time <laughs> which that, that that was a really funny experiencing uh the whole thing in that uh you made uh you kind of made me realize that like hey uh well just playing uh final fantasy 6 it made me kind of uh and then remake uh kind of just made me realize that uh the story at 12 is kind of butt <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty bad and we've been going back and forth and i, and I don't i don't want to like i don't want to make you not have 12 in your top three. 12 is a tremendous game. It's in my top five. Oh, I, I, I and and I think this <laughs> this run through solidified this run through really solidified um really the 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 issues with the game. Now Zodiac Age and, and I'll, uh, be clear, Cyrus, I played the OG version. <laughs> mm -hmm. The OG version has so many things different about it that are like terrible. That that like looking back like. Quality of life stuff in Zodiac Age, I give it a 10 out of 10. They really did their thing with this, even with the split license board. And of course, if you play Final Fantasy 12, you know what we're talking about. Where we we can't spend another 45 minutes talking about everything <laughs> in this game. But like the split license board, all that stuff is great. I think that where it did it fell short for me at is that again, going from remake to this battle system, I it's oh. it's yikes. It's like prototypical. It's and even going from thirteen. I know people have a feeling about that to twelve. That battle system even has it's quicker, and it's very it's very fast. Like Final Fantasy twelve is, is is basically built off of jigs. It's built off of like okay, who can who can I kill quick? Who can I auto set? Like the game basically plays itself, and I think that's my main issue. And I think that is a lot of people's issue with this game is that it can play itself. No one is a fan of gambits. They really did improve the idea of gambits and 13 with the paradigm shift yeah. uh battle system but they didn't give the gambits they, they, they basically said okay we're going to cut down the amount of things you can do and set them to the amount of things that they are able to perform at the time and 
I, I just, I, I really feel like, again, like, t- towards, like, 25 hours in, I was literally just looking at the internet while the game did things for me. Yeah. Um, we, we've had this discussion before and, uh, you know, just before doing this. I, I am pro-Gambits. Uh, I just have a different outlook on the gambits. I just think like, you know, you say the game plays itself, but it's just like you, I, like it does, but I feel like the player earns that, you know, you, you thought of every, you know, you thought of every situation in mind, you know, you read the battle room or, you know, you read the guide, like, you know what you're really doing. You're very strategic. So you set up all your gambits this way. And then if the game is playing itself is because you said it that way, everything's going right because you earned that, you know? Yeah. But like, I I can see like, it does like play itself. Like whenever you're farming, which you have to do a lot, um, you just put on, you know, the gambits that tailor towards the area. Um, and then just walk around in circles. <laughs> Leave a yeah, room, exactly. come back in, walk around in a circle, and you know. And then like, I, I would like. I guess like farming isn't like the most like, like it, the funnest thing for some people. Like, I was people. I was gonna get on that. I was gonna get on that. Like, mm-hmm. the RNG is so yeah. brutal to a point where yeah, I, I did I did RNG jig to get some sight grass and some Gendarm <laughs> shields and and a couple of other items that were ultimate items because the, the, the grinding is so terrible. Mm-hmm. Why would I want to grind material? I think I only grinded for like two or three weapons. I grinded for the Kumba, which is an added weapon that wasn't in the original game. So I had to get it because I had I'd never seen it before. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple of other we- uh, weapons that weren't in the game yet. But the grind there, I, I think is disproportionate to, like they added those these new items and weapons into the game, but didn't take into account that like, for certain things like they like Square's weird about some of the stuff here too. Like they took out certain things, like certain locations of weapons, but then they added more grind, and it didn't make any sense. Yeah, uh, normally like I'm not too opposed to farming, or whatever you know. Or yeah, RNG is really shitty though. Like when I you know just on YouTube, best weapons Final Fantasy 12, and then you know you hear sight and grab. Yeah. And then it's just like, <laughs> hey, watch this seven, you know, 15-minute video about a weapon that's hidden in an invisible chest uh, with the spawn rate of, like, 0.01-something. And, ev- like, the chest itself has, like, it's a rare spawn. And then the weapon is another rare spawn. Yep. So it's like, there's sometimes, no. there's, sometimes there's a chest that is 1%. But there's only a one percent chance of the item that you being that you want being in there and not being out of rust. So like, <laughs> and when I did my first playthrough of twelve, hey, I got a lot of not of rust, uh, and it's just like you know, uh, you know, you do like weird things like uh, uh, don't op- don't open a single chest till you know thirteen hours into the game or however it takes you uh, that long to get to a certain area. Because you might be like doing some grinding or some shit. Like they took that out the OG, and that is one yeah. thing I'm glad they did. Because Zodiac Sphere being hidden behind chests, and so you couldn't open a chest until 30 hours into the game, is ridiculous. That takes yeah. away any other exploration element of the game, and I'm shocked that they even kept it in. But they couldn't patch it out at the time, of course, because it was on PS2. But you know, there are certain things with 12 that I was like, eh. But then toward the end, I was like, you know what? The story's not really good. The game mm-hmm. plays itself a lot of the time. Um, I, I think I didn't really care about most of the principal characters. I really like Ash a lot. I, I thought Bothier was really cool. I like Bosch. The rest of them, pff, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, just, just like, you know, having somebody else like to talk to about this. Uh, you know, I I don't think any, any of the characters in 12 are particularly interesting, you know? <laughs> or just like... Really, the only interesting character is really Balthier. That's it. Like, basically, everybody thinks he's the uh, the main character. Yeah. <laughs> but then, uh, you know, at the start, you play as Vaughn, and then, you know, Pinello. You know, 
two avatar characters they're supposed to be the player but like they're uninteresting and boring and you never want to put them in the party because like in a couple hours you get two of the coolest looking characters ever and then after that you get boss who's uh, also really cool but doesn't really say much and i feel like they kind of dropped the ball with that like this guy was, <laughs> yeah and then you get ash who's basically just like power 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 and then she's, doesn't she's really so say much else <laughs> so good I was, yeah, I was it's saying, really good, but like, you know. I was just saying in closing, you need to go back and replay it, beat the super bosses, and then turn it off. Yeah. That's that's what I'll tell you. You just need to play beat the super bosses and then turn it off. Um we've also been playing Resident Evil five and six. We need uh, to beat that. Yeah, that's uh that's been a that's been a wild ride. Uh <laughs> Surely, you know, if you follow me on Twitter, you've seen the two tweets where Resident Evil 5 was a product of his time and 2009 was a bad time. Or, uh, you know, Resident Evil 6 is a product of the time and 2012 was a bad time. And uh, you like it lost a lot of its like Resident Evil charm to fit the mold of Gears of War, Uncharted. Uh, just, just, just a lot of, and it's just a lot of stuff. And I would say, like, Resident Evil Five was fun until the halfway point, and then Resident Evil just Resident Evil Six just starts out not fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think that's been some of the most enjoyable banter between us is playing Resident Evil 6 and literally being on autopilot and me and you just talking and being like, and me being like, what are we even doing right now? Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? We, I think we have one more scenario left. Yeah. Uh, and that's Ada Wong's scenario. And then we'll be able to kind of like, delete you, can delete, it. you can delete it off your, <laughs> yes, you can delete it off your, PS, your PS4. I, I'm going to keep five on my, on my PS4. I, I do think yeah. we should, we should go back through that one and, with the super I, weapons I, and just, Go yeah, crazy. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind that because I do really enjoy. Uh, I, I enjoy five way more than six, but yeah, just going like I, I would say we were really involved in uh, in five until we walked into a room and a guy did a, a tactical roll with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, the game was just like, "Hey, you got Emma? Hey, there's a chest. There's a chest. All right, so blah 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 blah." blah. Oh, there's gonna be a, this enemy in here. Let's get ready for that. Okay, blah 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 blah. Like just autopilot for the whole part, and then like for six, we we're just like, oh, let's play with the movement. Which like, I guess like Resident Evil Six fans who are like <laughs> DMC uh, DMC Two fans, but they take this seriously. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they were just like, the movement is amazing. It's whatever. Uh, you know, melee combat is like amazing. And I think the first part of Leon scenario. We realized that melee isn't really that viable. <laughs> no, it's not. So I mean, it might it at least stop. Yeah, <laughs> it might be a mercenary mode, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's it, it's it, it's just, just. I think again, there are certain part like all of the all of the scenarios start out really mm-hmm. fun. Like Jake's starts out really fun, and then boom, done. There, there's not. Uh, uh-uh. there's no more there's no more fun to be had there yeah. with these. and then uh well just, just to talk about jake's scenario where it's just like uh we are in you know whatever country you're in and like you know dynamic Estonia. yeah uh di- dynamic stuff is happening which is really out of resident evil's element but i think uh you know you you get the huavo or whatever it's called uh no what's the what's the name of the big guy that chases you i don't know he's like a nemesis type uh i forgot his name it, it doesn't yeah. really mean yeah it doesn't matter because they're like every enemy design is like really shitty um but like he plays like a mr x and you know the re- uh the remakes of the the newest uh resident evils but then it kind of just goes downhill at that point <laughs> did you just see this thing about filipino champ no uh did he say something racist yeah. Oh, I'm not surprised. He said watermelon. <laughs> he said watermelon lives matter. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> any, any tweets, I guess the timing of my tweet was just very poor, and I'm really sorry if I hurt anyone. But to be honest, never in my life have I been racist towards black people. I live in a black household, and both my brothers are black. So why would you tweet that? <sighs> uh, how do you not? 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just uh, something else I wanted to say about Resident Evil 6 is that uh, in Jake's part where, you know, it, it gets really great and then they create separation. And I think Resident Evil 5 did have segments where, you know, it kind of separates us and then it creates a challenge where you possibly have to, like, watch my back and I watch yours from, like, a distance or whatever. Like, that's cool. It doesn't really happen a lot. Uh, but in, in 6... There's like a whole bunch of segments where we're just apart, and it's. I feel like that really takes away from a lot of the uh, the co-op stuff, and it's just like we're separated, but like I'm never in danger because I just started this level and I already have like three types of weapons and a fuck ton of ammo. Yeah, <laughs> and I was uh, just like, what were they thinking here? All right, what else are we playing before we wrap this thing up? We're getting at the hour mark here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're done with Animal Crossing. We're done. Uh, we're finished. Um. I don't know where my switch is. <laughs> huh? Um, yeah, man. I don't know where my switch is, man. Uh, I think I'm done with Animal Crossing. Uh, I don't think there's a single Switch game that I'm really interested in. Bro, bro. So they got a they got a sale right now. <laughs> they got a sale right now. Are you gonna tell me to get Donkey Kong? <laughs> please, bro. Please, bro. Please. Why? It's fun. Oh, you don't like platformers? Uh, no, platformers are okay, but uh, <laughs> just, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I'll probably uh, I'll, I'll check out this. But like, really, there's no like really any Switch like games. I'm really on the horizon. I saw you post the Paper Mario trailer uh, yesterday, and you were like, once they once they they showed the boss, I cut it off. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm not very. Uh, I'm not pro Nintendo. I have a, I have I have qualms with them. Uh, I think they they get away with too much stuff. Really, that that's just uh, the gist of it. I think and, they do, and I think we should we should go in deep. We should deep dive into that one day about how much stuff <laughs> that they get away with. Because oh, I man. agree, they they get away with too much stuff, and I think uh, just like with the Pokemon thing alone, where they just said that we don't have enough storage space or whatever, and then they re- they they just sold you Pokemon. And I just think if they were just upfront and forward and say we're going to put Pokemon in like sort of like packs, you know, uh, <laughs> then people would have been like, oh, okay, it's fun. Who's, who's going to say no? You're telling <laughs> me that you're going to keep rolling. You're going to keep you know rolling out content for this game, like other game companies do. Mills, sure. I'm sorry. Problem. Mills, I'm sorry. Mills and Jeff, I'm sorry. I know you guys get enough of this from me. But I'm sure they would feel the same where Game Freak doesn't have to lie to people <laughs> to, you know, to scam okay. them. But I will say this, and I agree with you, but I will say this. The, the, the Pokemon fandom is very rabid and they're very unforgiving. And I think that they do pressure mm-hmm. the, the devs I Unfair, unfairly. And yeah. There was that. Did you see the tweet where someone was like, "Nintendo somebody versus"? Compared it, somebody compared it to Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes. <laughs> somebody said Nintendo versus Sony, and they had the wild area from from Pokemon next to Horizon Western. What was this new one, bro? I was like, this is the greenest tweet I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> And I'm not sure if people in the comments are trolling or not, but they're just like, they're on the Switch. Pokemon should have better graphics. Duh, it's a Switch. <laughs> but like, I, I don't expect that. I Okay, again, on both ends, I don't expect that. But y'all remember when, when Sword and Shield was announced, I was like, are y'all serious? Like, Xenoblade looks way better than Pokemon. Xenoblade Honestly. looks way, am I, am I wrong? No, uh, I just think uh, I think Sword and Shield looks like X and Y to me. Yeah, it, um, it, it's okay. Now this is turned into this is turned into <laughs> shooting on you know. No, uh, like the gra- the graphics basically like I don't think the art style relatively changed or anything. Like I don't think it's a bad thing. I like how X and Y looks. I guess like since uh, your character is not in chibi form, I guess it's uh, it's a little different. But um, no, nah, uh, I just think uh, Nintendo gets away with a lot of stuff and. I would love to talk about uh, the Pokemon games, just like, uh, just how I feel like they could be better, or just like yeah, uh, just the improvements that they could have. Yeah, we're we're not going to be invited on Mount Silver anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Um, but that is it for the first episode of mm-hmm. Ramen Talk. 
uh, with myself and Cyrus, uh, we will try and put these out at least on a periodical basis whenever we mm-hmm. you know, find the time to just grab the microphone. We should have been doing this all quarantine, but you know, it's just been a weird yeah. period. It's been a weird period, but it, it is yeah. cool. That, it is cool that like I feel really great about getting back into my gaming shit. I I, I had felt like last year I said I want to beat a lot of games. So I, I played through Days Gone. I played through a lot of stuff last year. And mm-hmm. just to be able to continue that momentum. I beat more games this year than I have last year and the year before that. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, my my list, uh, just at the start of the year, uh, beating Final Fantasy VI, which was like a big achievement for me, especially that final dungeon. Uh, then beating Remake. Uh, you know, Borderlands 3 is like still releasing content. So like going through that. Um, we need to get on that because I think they're fixing. They're slow. Like the game is slowly becoming better and better. The longer you don't cop, <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, nah, come on. And then they release the patch that's really bad, and then they, you know, uh, they fix it. <laughs> then the game is like amazing again. But uh, you know, and then going back to Monster Hunter Iceborne, just like I'm, I'm having a really good time with uh, basically quarantine gaming, really. Please carry me, Cyrus. I need, I need to, I need to get right. So, so before next Friday, I have to beat Bloodborne or not Bloodborne. I do have to beat Bloodborne, but um, you know, I've never beaten that. Oh, why not? Oh man, we should get Pat to talk about Dark Souls stuff, man. Yeah, we should. We should. He, he, when Demon Souls remasters were revealed, he just like randomly texts me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I have to be Iceborne and I have to be Donkey Kong before next. I'm not going to 100% Donkey Kong. That seems to be psychotic uh, <laughs> to try and do, just judging off how, how much the game is whipping my ass at this juncture. But um, I have to do Iceborne and I have to do Donkey Kong before next Friday. Hopefully I'll be able to do it, but uh, we'll see. So until yeah. next time on the Ramen Talk, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you later. Peace. This was fun.